Hey guys, welcome to Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. I'm Vic Faust with Lizzie Sparks Projo in the house. It is Monday, December 11th. We're glad you're joining us this morning. Uh, appreciate you guys liking, subscribing, sharing the shows. You know what we do Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central and all the time on our website. CancelThisShow.com, the live cast. We love it when you're a part of the show. You guys can interact with us. You can help us entertain, educate, and um, just have some fun Monday through Friday with news, news headlines, uh, politics, uh, Cancel culture education, uh, conspiracy theory stories, comedy, you name it, we do it all here. Uh, and that's why we love it when you guys jump in from that standpoint. Uh, yeah, Robert, $700 million to play baseball. Wow, inflation is everywhere. <laughs> and everywhere. Hey, Shohei Otani, yeah, over the weekend got a $700 million contract. That's guaranteed money, by the way. $700 million over 10 years. $70 million a year. Now you just hope that he stays young somehow or his body stays and he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, $70 million. Sure. The Dodgers had money to pay that in LA. Wow. $70 million. Uh, yeah, from a sports standpoint there, um, the AP wire just said Patrick Mahomes is still crying about a call at the end of the Chiefs game yesterday in regards to the Chiefs losing. The officials um, decided to, they, they had no choice but the call. Listen, I like the Chiefs. I don't have any problem with the Chiefs, but unfortunately, they had a receiver, Lizzie, that lined up way off sides, like, mm -hmm. like on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> then he ended up scoring a touchdown that they thought was going to help them win the game. They called it back. So I'd never seen Patrick Mahomes get so angry in yeah, my life. Yeah, he was a little mad. So we'll see what happens. And then I heard that there was drama with uh, – Travis Kelsey and uh, Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if it's true or not. Oh, over I, Taylor I heard Sw that, but I didn't. Over, over Taylor Swift. Is that what it was over? And the Chiefs season is falling apart. Oh. They're eight and five, only one game ahead of some team called the Denver Broncos. No, here's what happened. Uh, allegedly, Kim Kardashian was very mean to Taylor Swift at one point in time. Yeah, so Taylor I heard Swift, that. So Taylor Swift doesn't like her. Of course she does. So then she has this new line of underwear, like pajamas, mm -hmm. hymns. Mm -hmm. So who was the starring actor and model in all of this, Patrick Mahomes and his wife, Brittany. Okay. So that's kind of a dig. Yeah. Taylor, they're yeah. new friends. That, that really is, that is kind of shitty. <laughs> I know it is. I mean, it's like, I remember my daughter was if talking about- If that's all true. Thought, if it's true. If it's true, that's that, our, that that's is That's our shitty. pop culture for the show that Alex loves it when we talk about. Now we yeah. got some more pop culture too. Uh, coming up on the show, Star Wars actor Adam Driver says, wokeness killed Han Solo. Ooh la la. Mm -hmm. Very interesting from that standpoint. Ron DeSantis' wife, Casey, trying to backtrack on a really bad quote that she made last week. Why is she... I mean, she's in an... I know Ron is getting crushed in the primary, but now they're he trying is. to have Casey speak. And yeah. Th they're doing everything they can, and I'm sorry. It's just, it's just bad, bad, yeah, bad, 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 good. bad, that very bad. CDC director says everybody should start wearing masks again. Okay, whatever. Alex Jones back on Twitter. That's interesting. And Hunter Biden, we told you last week, indicted on Friday, mm -hmm. nine new charges. But is that actually helping him so he doesn't have to testify in front of Probably public yeah. so anyway we'll get on all that lots mm -hmm. to get into today uh real quick i want to go over our advertisers and sponsors before we get into our um um 
first guest today, Max Fisher. So just wanted to say thanks again to those advertisers we have, Aminis in the Chesterfield Valley. I was reading more information over the weekend regarding how saunas are helping people live longer, healthier, clear up heart issues, blood circulation, uh, and they're affordable when you finance them. You can check out Aminis, go there. You can actually just go to our website, canceltheshow.com. We have all the links right there, and it helps us because it shows them that you actually are going to their websites via us from Aminis, a complete auto body and repair, the fastest growing auto service center in the region, family owned. They've been offering complete experience since 1973. Of course, experience real estate partners. If you're going to do anything from a real or from a realty standpoint, mortgage standpoint, you got to give Kathy and Steve a call 314-276-SOLD, 314-276-SOLD. They'll take care of you. They'll help you for free. There's no charges until you do things. Um, Route 66 Cannabis, Ham Hamrab, and Patrick for Ostara. Their brands are all over the state of Missouri. They're kicking butt. Solar City STL. Uh, they're really busy. I caught up with Bobby, one of their owners, on Friday. And he's like, they're packed. They're getting calls. Um, people are loving it. If you haven't used it or if you haven't tried, give them a mm -hmm. call. They'll advise you through the whole situation. Strategic Air Services, the premier private transportation providers in all things aviation, from aircraft management to concierge services and acquisition. And they're always looking for pilots. If you know somebody who is a pilot or is wanting to train to be a pilot, they'll take that as well. Paige Measley, a peer-to-peer -peer rental marketplace. It's called WeQuip. She owns it. Renters can go to search for items that they need that their neighbors might not have. And of course, Winty's in the Chesterfield Valley, where we did our party last Thursday. So good to see that. Went and watched the basketball game. Uh, Mizzou, Kansas over the weekend at Winty's in the Chesterfield Valley. And that does it for our advertiser sponsors. Guys, it is Monday, December 11th. We appreciate you jumping in with us. Uh, I wanted to show something. Yesterday, there was a really big rally for St. Louis for pro-Israel peace in regards to what happened uh, this happened and took place in the uh, University City, Del Mar Loop area. Thankfully, um, from all accounts, they were peaceful. The, the pro-Israeli rallies are peaceful. Yeah. I'm sorry, the Hamas rallies or pro-Hamas rallies, which gets blended in with pro-Palestine, mm -hmm. th they're not. No, they're not. They're just not. And so, and there were anti-Israel protesters there yesterday, but they didn't. Um, start any trouble. So thank God that that happened. But I want to give you a shot there from Bill Greenblatt, uh, St. Louis area photographer, super. He's at all the big events and he gets all the really good shots. With that, we wanted to bring in today a gentleman named Max Fisher, who just spent time in Israel. Uh, he went there as part of a contingent uh, to kind of see what's going on, what's happening, and um, see if we could spend some time with him. Max, thank, thank you for joining us this morning. Welcome into Cancel This, uh, canceltheshow.com. If you could real quick, let everybody know a little bit about yourself, um, who you are, what you do, and uh, where you just went. Sure. Well, first of all, Vic and Lizzie, thank you so much for having me on the show and uh, bringing light to what's going on in the Middle East and Israel right now. Um, I was born in the former Soviet Union. I'm a Jew. My mother and I um, initially immigrated to Israel. She essentially lied to our whole family and never told them that the minute that we were going to get out of the borders of the Soviet Union, she had always planned to come to the United States. She deemed it the best country in the world, and she wanted me to grow up here and not over there. Not that she doesn't love Israel, but she thought America was the best. So I grew up here rather than there. Um, I've been involved in many different businesses, and currently right now I'm involved in the political space in West Virginia. And um, I was lucky enough to 
get asked by Faith and Freedom to go on the solidarity trip uh, to Israel. Uh, Faith and Freedom, in case you guys don't know or your listeners don't know, is a national organization with 2.3 million members. And what they do is that they educate citizens and voters and politicians at all levels of government on many issues, Israel, pro-life, marriage, prison reform, human trafficking, that has been a huge one as of late. Um, and they do all of this through a Christian lens. So it was my honor to get picked to go on this trip. And um, I went there with a couple of members from Faith and Freedom, a member from APAC, and three politicians from North Carolina, two state senators, Over Cash and Craven, as well as Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson. When you went on this trip, uh, what dates were you there from? Um, I believe that it was November 11th uh, through the 14th, something right around that time. And what exact areas were you in? Because um, obviously you hear about the attack that happened on October 7th. Yep. So when we first got there, we went to the foreign ministry and we were shown video footage that at least at that time, many people in the world had not seen yet. Um, and it was appalling. It was barbaric, and there are now videos coming out that are unspeakable. Um, rape, killing of women, killing of children, um, horrible, horrible things that no one should ever see. Um, after that, we went directly to Kfaraza, which is one of the kibbutz where the massacres happened. A kibbutz, for your listeners who may not know, is a small farm. And... Uh, currently, right now, it's overtaken by the IDF, but obviously we had permission to go there, and we saw a lot of the remnants of a nightmare, of a massacre. And we saw the breach in the Gaza Wall where Hamas had come through, and not only Hamas, but unfortunately many, many other uh, non-Hamas Palestinian citizens that decided to join in the uh, barbarism. Um, there we saw... Burned out buildings, burned out toys that obviously kids were playing with right before they got massacred or taken hostage. Um, the remnants of bullets and many things of that nature. Um, the thing that stands out for me in Kfar Azaz is that there's an organization that is called Zaka, Z-A-K-A. And they are essentially this uh, Jewish religious um, kind of uh, search and rescue unit. And what they do is... They find the remnants of body parts so every single victim can have a proper burial. Mm -hmm. And when I say every single body part, I mean every single last drop of blood is what they go through to collect all of that for a proper burial. And one of the members um, of our delegation asked them, they said, well, what do you do when you find a body of one of the apprehended terrorists? Because, of course, eventually... There were citizens that took up arms and killed members of Hamas, and eventually the IDF did get there. And um, the member of Zaka said, we do exactly for them that we do for our own citizens. Um, every human being has dignity, and every single human being, irrespective of whatever they've committed on Earth, um, should have a proper, proper burial. Um, I could tell you at that moment that... Uh, I, I understood within my own heart that these are better men than I am. Um, and I also understood that this story illustrates, in my opinion, what is going on right now, which is a clash of civilizations. It is the Western world, and it is radical Islam. And that line runs right now through Israel. 
so that was down in the south. Um, we then went up to the Golan Heights and we met with a think tank named Alma to discuss the threat from the north, which is Hezbollah, um, which is fantastically interesting. We met with an organization that has filled in the gap that the government has not been able to completely fill in terms of getting money and resources to the families of the hostages and the victims. Um, we also met with the family members of hostages. We also went to the hospital in, uh, I believe it was in Tel Aviv. Um, we met with a young man who essentially is a commander for uh, Sayeret Matkal, which is, which is a, their version of the Navy SEALs. He was a first responder. Uh, he had his finger shot off, and then he got shot through the chest, and he is recuperating right now at the hospital in Israel. Uh, we met with a young American Jewish girl who survived the music massacre. She's rehabilitating also at the hospital as well. And I also want to remind Americans that aside from all the hostages that were taken that included not only Israelis, but also people from Thailand and other countries, there are still, I believe, you would have to check right now, but I believe there are still nine American American citizens. Nine is the or, last total that we have, Max. Okay, fantastic. So that's the... On top of the Americans who were slaughtered as well. Yes. And uh, again, yes, just like you said, there are still nine American citizens that are being held hostage and have not seen the light of day for whatever it is now, 55 plus days. Wow. Um, so we also met with uh, two Druze families uh, from the Druze people. And the Druze are uh, Arabic people who have their own religion. Uh, they left Islam a thousand years ago. And I'm not going to claim that I know much about the Druze religion. I know a few things about it. It's kind of a, a mix between Abrahamic thought and also some things that are coming from, I would say, Hinduism maybe or Buddhism. Um, full citizens of Israel, love Israel, and they also have this sort of warrior ethos that most of the, the men especially serve in the IDF. And they serve with great distinction in the IDF and have so now for decades. Um, we met with two of the families. One gentleman was two days away from retirement, uh, jumped in his tank, did not have time to get his unit together, went down there by himself. Uh, another gentleman was, again, one of the first responders, and he um, he was shot and killed. And the cousin of that Drew's uh, gentleman, who was an IDF officer, um, we, we, we went to their, you know, essentially to their wake to, to, to talk with the family about their loss. And she got up and she said many things about her cousin, and she said, you know, he died protecting his country, Israel. And everybody from our delegation had really kind words and profound words to say. When it was my turn, I got up and I said, you know, your cousin did not just die for Israel. He died for my country too, the United States. And this is something that I am trying to bring this message to all Americans because we now have a young generation that is not connected to Afghanistan and to Iraq and to jihad, and to what radical Islam is. And many of them, as you probably have heard, are celebrating Osama bin Laden on TikTok, um, 
which is insanity to me on many levels. Is well, we see it a lot is, with colleges, yeah. as you have mm-hmm. seen, of course. And when it starts with the presidents at Ivy League schools, obviously we're starting to get a little pushback right now when it comes yeah. to uh, Penn's president now having to step down and now a stronger push at some of the other schools in the Ivy League for basically was anti-Semitic thoughts at as yeah. the presidents. And it even goes into... Colleges. My own daughter was like, Dad, you don't get it. He's like, she's like, and she's at the University of Missouri. And she told me a few weeks ago, she's like, Dad, you don't get it. The Israelis don't even don't even like what they're doing. There's this and I'm like, oh my God. I was like, honey, where are you? She's like, I'm telling you, Jews are out saying that they're angry at their own government for going in to Gaza. And I'm like, Okay, I see what's starting to happen. Uh-huh. What's always happened, except coming to a little bit uh, more of a of a light. It's like, yeah. wait a second. I was like, do you realize what happened? You had Hamas and pro Hamas supporters attacking Israel, and now going out and defending themselves. You've got to be careful about that. So, yeah, I see what you're saying from that standpoint, Max. It's definitely happening, and it definitely is this um, very strange alliance between radical islam and uh with uh, the marxist left yes that's that is that is in this country and that is mm-hmm. in europe and um there is a saying in uh, islam and it goes like this it goes i am against my brother i am with my brother against my cousin i am with my brother and with my cousin against the foreigner in other words Radical Islam has no problem right now having a temporary uh, alliance with, let's say, the LGBT community, some of whom are marching for Hamas, uh, because it suits their purposes. And I think what a lot of people on the left don't realize is that the minute they're done with you, they're going to be done with you. Mm -hmm. And it is difficult for the Western mind to understand uh, what is fueling... um, Radical Islam, in my opinion. Uh, we're talking with Max Fisher. You just got back from a trip to Israel. You're talking about some of the spots that you visited. Um, we have people who ask questions. We'll try to send questions uh, to you as well here. I'm just curious. You said you saw the opening, the be- the breach, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that area like, and how did that happen? Because, Max, my conspiratorial mind still thinks somehow, some way, it was an inside job. I don't know how in the hell you just bust through a wall like that in one of the most guarded wall areas in this world. Correct me. Please tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, so I don't think anybody right now knows the answer. And I think that when this war is over, they're going to... um you know, they're going to investigate this for quite a long time, and I personally don't think that Netanyahu is going to survive uh, this episode. Um, some reasons that I've heard is that you, again, part of it is back to this mindset, is that people in the Israeli government started to think that Hamas was kind of basically over. Israel was very excited about the Abraham Accords. Um, they were very excited about the fact that Trump moved the embassy to Jerusalem, and that Trump acknowledges the Golan Heights as part of Israel. And I think that they thought that there's this kind of this, you know, this last thing that's a, that, that is, that is a, 
a pain in the side called Hamas, but they, they don't have the wherewithal, they don't have the resources, and they drop the ball. And I also think that many people in Israel have started to rely too much on high-tech. Um, every single time there is a weaker power that has been able to do damage to a stronger power, it is because they've been able to fight asymmetrically. So back in the days of Al-Qaeda, they knew that we had satellites all over the place. What did they do? They passed notes. It was oral. They, they went to, to cheap you know, cell phones to communicate because they knew that we weren't looking there. I think that's one reason. I think another reason is because I, I think two other – look, first of all, I think it's a multi-factored explanation as to why this happened. I don't think it's any one thing. I think another part of this – is that every single time that uh, Iran feels that America does not unequivocally support Israel, they see an opening. I think that every single time Islamic Jihad sees that there is tension within Israel, uh, for example, Netanyahu trying to do whatever he was, he was doing with the judicial reform that a lot of people there did not like, they see the tension, they see the split, and that's an opportune time for them to attack. So I think that those reasons are there as well. But I think time will tell, and, and we'll find out when they investigate. Because, uh, trust me, the Israeli people are demanding to know why this happened. Uh, we're talking with Max Fisher. Max, I appreciate uh, you coming in today to talk to us about some of the items. And if anybody has questions, uh, feel free to write them, and then we'll ask those to Max from that standpoint. Max, I had one other question. Can you please explain, I, I guess, I mean, not looking <clears throat> for an hour lecture right now, and I know it's a, a massive topic, but where does this sit right now? Because we have updates today, I mean, even literally on Fox News, where allegedly you have, quote, tons, several of Hamas members turning themselves in right now, and even Benjamin Netanyahu saying, this war is nearing an end. And I'm like, what? Really? I'm sorry, but what 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 is the question what there exactly is that, about? Do you find that to be truthful? Do you are think they, the war is coming to an end? Are they really just turning themselves in right and left? Because that doesn't seem like Hamas. Uh, in the particular, um, I think that that could very well be true. Because the thing again is that you have to you have to understand Islam, and in Islam, uh, there's something first of all called takia, which is deception, which is completely allowed in warfare. And there we is... We saw it with ISIS quite a bit. It, mm -hmm. Absolutely. So <clears throat> when, they, when, when they see that they are in a weaker position, they are allowed by their own doctrine to turn themselves in, to, you know, to, to be subservient to, whatever, to the enemy. Um, I think that they understand that they're not going to be a match right now for the idea of coming into Gaza. Um, in the long term... I don't think this war is over at all. I think that this is just one battle, one segment in an ongoing war. And the question is, what's going to happen afterwards? Uh, so even if all the Hamas members uh, turn themselves in, then what? What happens next? Right. That's that's the question. What happens next? And I agree with you. This may be just one little battle, but the whole war isn't done. And it just proves how much propaganda we have going on that even here in the United States, you could listen to Fox, 
who's saying the war is just about over. And then you can hear someone like you that is obviously very knowledgeable on this subject is saying that's not the whole truth. Then you can go over to OAN or Newsmax, and they're all saying something a little bit different. Why do you think that is the case? Um, look, George W. Bush called Islam a religion of peace, and mm -hmm. so did Barack Obama. Correct. And um, I want to be very clear with what I say here. There are millions of peaceful, decent, beautiful Muslims who live in this country, who live all around the world, that are busy taking their kids to school, running their businesses, living their lives. And that is evidenced by the fact that the day after 9-11, there wasn't a massive jihadist uprising in the United States. It didn't happen. That being said, um, Islam thinks in terms of generations, centuries, a thousand years. It is in their book, it is a maximalist political doctrine to make the world subservient to mm -hmm. Allah. It's not going to end. And this particular thing may be over, but I could assure you that there is a soft jihad happening in America right now with the Muslim Brotherhood, mm -hmm. with CARE, C-A-I-R, which is the Council uh, of Islamic American Relations within this country. Yeah, they're all they, they're in every city. Yeah, they're, they're in I'm they're sorry. everywhere. They it's okay. They they send money to the universities, and again, it is a soft jihad because when they understand that they are in a lesser position to their enemy, this is what they will do. They will meet their enemy on their terms until, of course, that calculus changes, and then they can become violent. And I'm glad so, you're saying that because so many people won't say the truth of what you're saying. We are in a soft jihad, and a lot of people yeah. think that that's exaggerating. Well, it's not, and that's a problem again. Um, there, the, the segments of Islam that have tried to reform themselves, most notably in Senegal with Sufism, um, a much more peaceful version of Islam, it's fantastic. They're not really accepted by the radicals. They're looked upon as, as second-class Muslims, essentially. Um, we do have some peaceful imams. They're hated by the radicals, mm -hmm. as much as a Jew would be or a Christian would be. Um, it is what it is, and 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 the the biggest message that I wish that I could make Americans understand in the government is that unequivocal support and strength from the United States not only does that save Israeli lives and American lives, it also saves Palestinian lives as well. And the reason is because, again, that in Islam, if they feel that they are against an enemy who is invincible, they are allowed not to attack. It gives them a way out. They can wait. It's a temporary truce. A temporary truce, however, with an invincible party like Israel in the United States who gives them no quarter, that could last for thousands of years. And, and it so, has. Yeah, and it has. It has. So talking with Max Fisher. Max, uh, a couple different questions that people were wanting to know about. What about other countries that have chimed in over this entire situation? Because I see what's happening in the United States, and we are 
we're divided on so many issues. This is another one, and it's dividing college campuses, and it's dividing younger people, and it's dividing the media, and it's dividing families, and it's dividing, 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 and it's all the propaganda that gets put out there. It's But what it's also done is it's also showed the true anti-Semitism that is out there, and it blows my mind from a political standpoint as well, where I, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to say it, but I see most Democrats in the United States in political positions taking sides, whether they say it or not, that are anti-Semitic. Yeah. Do you see it? I do, but it's uh, it, to me, it's you know, it, it's a little bit more complicated than that. Uh, you know, How so why so, the though? Because there's so many mm-hmm. Jewish people that identify yeah. as liberals mm-hmm. and Democrats, yet where are the liberal Democrats standing up right now when they have people that have been attacked and brutalized? Mm-hmm. Where are they in our country right now doing what they should be doing, yet you have conservatives who mm-hmm. are trying to stand up for the Jewish way? All right. So first, let's let me address uh, my my liberal Jewish uh, cousins and friends who who I have many of them. Um, in their eyes, I've been looked upon as a crazy for ten fifteen years. I no longer. <laughs> I bet am. you have. Welcome yeah. to the club. Yeah. I no longer am. Uh, every single time we meet for Passover, which is you know, uh, w- which is Easter, um, you know, they 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 think I'm crazy. No longer. They no longer think that I'm crazy. They're questioning the Democratic Party, and they're not giving money to these institutions anymore. Uh, And I think that there's been a massive change within the liberal um, population of Jews. And I think that, uh, again, they they are applying a compassionate Western mindset to a different culture. Concerning the Democratic Party, the Democratic Party is held captive— by the Marxist left. They must bow to the Marxist left right now, or else they're not going to get elected, and they're not going to have their political careers, which is what they love so much. And so, through the Marxist left, yeah, I mean, they're in, they're anti-Semitic because they must bow to the Marxist left, which right now has a marriage of convenience with radical Islam. I'm trying to figure it out, Max, because yeah. even New York Governor Kathy Hochul came out over the weekend speaking against anti-Semitism, and she is as liberal as it gets, as Democrat as it gets. In New York, I'm, a, I'm a guessing that she's starting to feel the heat from people within that state, starting to see what's happening at those Ivy League schools in Massachusetts, in New York, and what's happening in the embarrassment in the year 2023 of anti-Semitism all over the place. Well, it's tough, right? So, I mean, the, the, the video footages are coming out, the stories are coming out, um, babies beheaded, uh, women raped. Mm. Um, I, I'll tell you, there's video footage of, th- this is one particular thing I'd like to talk about. Hamas enters into a house in one of these kibbutzes. They take the gentleman, they tie him up, and they put him in the corner. They take his wife, who's pregnant. They cut open her stomach, oh. take out the baby, show it to the husband, shoot him in the head, oh. cut the baby in half, and let the woman bleed out. Now, how are you going to stand with that exactly, as an American? That's my even point, if you're Max. liberal, right? That, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, How I don't you, understand. That's just what do one. You do? That's just one of the stories, and all I have heard from people that try to defend that. Well, Israel's been doing this to Palestinians for hundreds and hun- or since 1947 and hundreds of years. Yeah. The occupation is worse. Yeah. 
Yeah, how do you how do you answer that? Because that's what they're saying, and so much of it is false information that they're getting that they're getting from their liberal agendas and the colleges and even their high schools, for that matter. How do you address that when they try to flip it on you like that? Starting with the Peel Commission, when the land of Israel was a British mandate, to now five times, five times, the Jews and the Israelis have asked for a two-state solution to live in peace. Five times it has been rejected. It has never been about borders. It has never been about resources. If you read Hamas's charter, it's all there. What they want is to kill and expel every single last Jew in the land of Israel. Mm -hmm. Why? Because in the Quran and in Islam, in a radical reading of it, Jews and Christians can be tolerated as dhimmis, second, third-rate citizens. They have to pay the jizya, which is a special tax, but they can never be in power. They can never have their own state, and they must be subservient to Islam. Once Islam takes land, it is shameful for them to give it up, which is, by the way, if they ever took Israel, they would then go after Spain because they feel that they have uh they have ownership of that country as well um so the the colonizers here in my opinion have been the islamists um the other colonizers here are the marxist left as they're colonizing all the universities and all the minds of our youth Mm -hmm. with a bunch of garbage um there's no apartheid in israel And saying so really spits in the face of all the black South Africans who live through a real apartheid. 20% of the population in Israel are Arab. They are integrated into all aspects of society. Uh, They are members of the Knesset, their version of Congress. Um, And there is... A just a there's a lot of propaganda again that feeds the left and how so marxism is basically reduced to this the oppressor and the oppressed if you're the oppressor that means if you're doing well that means that you stole it from somebody mm-hmm. you didn't earn it you stole it and if you're oppressed you're the underdog and you need the sympathy of the world never mind it's possible to be oppressed that and to sounds be a like a guy. lot of situations in the united states yeah i mean that's definitely what's going on here right now in a variety so what, of areas What these Americans do is that they map this on to another situation where it's not mappable. It's a completely different situation. And if you take a look at the, if you take a a look at the map of the Middle East, you've got 20 some Islamic countries and a country the size of New Jersey, which is the beacon of democracy. And, you know, the, the thing that I can't get over is that it is only in Israel that you can be openly gay. It is only in Mm -hmm. Israel that you can be part of the LGBT community. Um, you can be whatever religion that you want to be. As a girl, you could walk down the street in shorts and a shirt, and no one's going to bother you. Um, but propaganda is propaganda. Yeah, yeah. yeah try that with Sharia so law. Robert says, um, everybody, we are the kafir, K-A-F-I-R. Mm-hmm. Ask the Palestinian sympathizers if they even know what that means. Could you explain? So we're the, the, the infidel, right? The enemy, mm-hmm. essentially. And, uh, and, and that's, you know, that's, um, the other part about this that a lot of people don't want to talk about is that, um, my heart goes out to all of the innocent people in Gaza and they are there, but the truth of the matter is that many of them 
support Hamas. They voted for Hamas. Um, Israel left in 2005. They elected Hamas in 2007. It's been a lot of years right now. They could have turned Gaza into Dubai. They could have turned Gaza into one mm -hmm. of into an, into an island of wealth, because my God, Israel and the international community would have bent over backwards to make that happen for them. And instead, when people send them money, uh, that money goes to Hamas. By the way, the Hamas leadership lives in Qatar. Each one of them is worth about three to four billion dollars apiece. I'm glad you touched on the money. Yeah. And their kids hang out at nightclubs and have chauffeurs. And the, the freedom fighters that they are, that's, that's what people need to know. Well, and I'm asked quite a bit that this is, in addition to the cultural war and all of the division, this is actually an attack on people with a white face, which mm -hmm. Jewish people have a white face, Europeans have a white face, American white people. So I don't understand where the white liberals jump on this bandwagon where Black Lives Matters is supporting Hamas. So do you think this is some sort of an attack on just a white-faced person? From the standpoint of, of Jews being the whites here? Is yes. that what we're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, right. So, um, okay. So I am what's called an Ashkenazi Jew. All right. I've got blue eyes. And if you saw photos of me when I was a kid, I had platinum blonde hair. And that's because my mother is 100% Jewish, but my father was Russian Nordic with blonde hair and blue eyes. I am Ashkenazi. We are the Jews that left Israel during Rome on my mother's side and eventually, you know, came to the United States all these years later, came to Israel or whatever. The majority of Jews in Israel are brown, and many of them are black. They're from North Africa. Um, there are Jews that, in 1948, all the Jews of Yemen got expelled. Iraq got expelled. Iran got expelled. Tunisia got expelled. All of them were thrown out of the Arab lands and were not allowed to live there anymore. By the way, everything that they had got taken over. They literally left with a suitcase. And mm. so a lot of people in the United States uh, think that all Jews, you know, kind of maybe look like me. They're, they're white or mm -hmm. whatever. But that's not the reality. Um, Ashkenazi Jews happen to predominantly mm. be in the United States, but that's not the case in Israel at all. The other issue here that goes on here, of course, in, in the United States with, with the skin color thing is that, listen, it's brilliant. If you can get people to stop believing in God and make sure that the top of their pyramid is their skin color and race, well, yes. then you divide everybody and e pluribus uh, disappears. From many to mm -hmm. one in America disappears. It's Guess dividing what? all of us. That was associated with the BLM movement as well. Yep. When you break it down, what happened in the United States, many people don't even understand that. But if you look at the concept of where it started, same thing in the United States. Everything you mm -hmm. just said right now applies to BLM too. So I guess it could be used in a variety of areas. I think so too. And I think the problem is that, um, you know, Americanism is failing right now uh, in yes. front of my eyes, and um, and it's a problem, and it's our culture, and it's our way of life, and America, Americanism, to me, fundamentally, is based on Judeo-Christian principles. And, uh, you know, one thing that I could tell Americans, and I say this as a Jew, by the way, I was born a Jew, I live a Jew, and I will die as a Jew, but the greatest force for good on this planet is Christianity. Um, we don't have the numbers. We're under 20 million. And... You know, I, I, America most definitely is the land of religious freedom, absolutely. But it is 
predominantly built on a lot of Christian ideas. Yes. And I hope that this country does not lose that. I agree. I think the attack on religion and trying to make people atheist gives no one a moral compass. And when you don't have a moral faith base, you are much easier to coerce into all of this division. Yeah. Um, when yeah. we're on the subject of that, and I don't know if this is something that you can see from the comments or if you can even see it, and I don't know if this is a subject that you know well, know or not. Um, Robert says, can you explain the Kazarian Jews, as he calls them fake Jews, who use Judaism to infiltrate Israel, i.e. the Rothschilds? Are you familiar on this topic by chance? I'm not. I'm not sure what that is. Um, he may be talking about... Uh, this idea of Turkish Jews going back to the 1600s, um, it's something I really don't know much about, to be honest with you. All right, I just thought I'd throw it out yeah. there because some people yeah. were asking questions from the sure, standpoint sure, of, sure. of things that can happen. Can you please explain why Israel can't stop when it comes to the ceasefire of what's happening right now? Because as you know, mm -hmm. Israel bad, Hamas, Palestinians good, because sure. Israel responded after October 7th. And mm -hmm. there's no way to eliminate the enemy when they take innocent hostages and use them as shields. So it gives time Hamas to regroup. It gives time to for Hamas to, again, take in supplies that are being given to them by all sorts of people like Iran and Qatar. Um, and the problem is, of course, is that it's not really a problem, is that the IDF... And this is not just me. You could you could talk to this about other military generals from other countries as well who have cross-trained with the IDF. Um, there is no military in the world or the history of the world that takes more precautions with civilians. Unfortunately, this situation is a thousand times worse than, than Fallujah. It is urban combat and it's very, very difficult, especially when Hamas uses their own citizens as human shields. I'll give you an example. A lot of times people have heard about, oh my God, Israel is cutting off the electricity uh, to the north of Gaza. Okay, why are they doing that? Why are they cutting off the electricity in the water? They're doing that to try to force them to go to the south so they can clear the north and get all the citizens, the civilians out of there. There's another aspect of this that People don't seem to understand. Take a look at a map. Take a look at the south of Gaza. They share a border with Egypt. What has Egypt done exactly? <laughs> Egypt is also able to open up their gateways and give them food and water and supplies and the rest of it and maybe even take in the civilians. But of course they don't and they won't and they don't want to and they never have. Um, Isn't it also true that out of all the, the Muslim countries, and I believe there's over 40, correct me if I'm wrong, Max, not one of them are taking refugees from Gaza. Mm -hmm. That no. should tell you all you need to know. I repeat, not one of these Muslim countries are taking refugees, but we have American, even conservative politicians yeah. who are like, oh, we, we will take them. We want them. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where are your fellow Muslims? Yep. Nowhere to be found. Crickets. Yep. It's, it's and that should tell you a lot about the faith in itself. Yeah, well, listen, one can argue that some of the, the worst violence within Islam is within Islam. Shia, Sunni, and, all, and, and many other sort of different, you know, delineations of otherness within Islam itself. Um, 
Jordan will not take in Palestinians from the West Bank. This is because of the 1970s with Arafat and Black September, where they went there and then they tried to kick the king out, King Hussein out, and he said, you know what, I don't think I want any part of this. Um, Egypt doesn't want them because Egypt now is back to having sort of military nationalistic rule in Egypt. And so to get a bunch of jihadists, they have no interest whatsoever. They, 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 that is a huge problem for them that they don't want. Um, but it's also great for all of these Islamic countries to use these Palestinians as fodder, right, on the border of Israel, uh, you know, for, for their own purposes, um, you know, to, to, to cry out the, col the, the colonization of the Israelis and, and you know, and, and Western Europe. So the whole thing, unfortunately, is ridiculous, but it is what it is. Well, I even have friends. Um, it's dividing some friend groups of mine, too. And even if it's not set out in public on text messages, mm -hmm. things are being said behind the scenes mm -hmm. about each other, and it's dividing. And, yeah. and it blows my mind that it's a subject and it's a situation that's even dividing suburban people that have no connection to Israel or Gaza specifically, except for the fact of, you know, nobody wants to see people killed. Nobody wants to see people in horrible situations. And once again, there was a ceasefire. Things were quiet until October 7th. That's true. But and, those people should also understand that there is actually a genocide going on right now in Sudan, in Darfur. Behind it, it's a complicated situation. I'm not going to get into the geopolitics, but behind it is also radical Islam. How many Muslims were killed in the Syrian civil war, in the Libyan civil war? The Syrian conflict is going on right now. Do you see anything on the news about it? No, or, no. Or about of course Sudan? not. No, Nothing. we don't. No, and, and we've and we've brought that up on this show before too, Max. We try to be fairly educated and have people give us ideas and talk about situations because we know what media will do, both nationally and internationally, when it comes to this subject. Mm -hmm. It's about division, but we also believe, and it sounds like you do too, that there are greater forces and that there is something at play that's greater than all of this, and it's the entire world coming together in some sort of government and some sort of situation to push um, certain ideals on the rest of us, because uh, apparently freedom is not a very good thing. Apparently not. Yeah. Uh, Max, before we let you go today, anything else that you mm -hmm. wanted to leave us with or remind each other about um, anything that you're seeing, anything that you've learned that can kind of help people understand what's happening in this entire situation that maybe you haven't talked about? I would urge Americans to understand that radical Islam is an enemy of the world. It's not just Israel. I would urge Americans to understand that with all my love and respect to the United States Marine Corps, the tip of the spear against radical Islam is the IDF. I urge all Americans to understand that if they win there, they will come for you. No doubt about it. I urge all Americans to understand that one of the reasons why Western Europe, especially Sweden, but also London, England, while privately, they actually do stand with Israel. Publicly, they cannot. Why? Because of their majority minority population of a lot of Islamists that are there, and they don't want they don't have the resources to deal with these problems. And I want all Americans to understand that the United States, with all of its problems, with all the things that we may have not done perfectly, is the greatest country in the world. And I'm very thankful to my mother that she took me here and that I grew up here. And I like to say one last thing. 
there is one farm in the south of Israel that took no casualties from Hamas. Why? Because there were older men there who had access to their rifles. They were able to fend off every single last Hamas, and they took no casualties, no hostages whatsoever. Uh, anybody who's trying to take away your Second Amendment right here in the United States has other plans for you, and please remember that as well. Very well said. Very yeah. well said. Hey, Max Fisher, we appreciate it. How can people support uh, the group that you're with again? Faith and Freedom. You can take a look at them online and become members and, and donate and, and find more information about us. That's Faith and Freedom. Mm. And we're, we're everywhere online. We're easy to find. Uh, Max, we appreciate everything that you've done. Thank you for the education, and we'll keep in contact. If there's other information that comes out or if you have uh, any sort of situations going on, please let us know. All right, bud? Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Vic. Thank you, Lizzie. All, all the right. best. Thank and, you for all your time. And thank you thank for you. Your, your technical greatness and genius there. You look good. Oh, and that, sound that's, great. Yeah, that's Bob right over here. Uh, Bob, yeah. well, Bob I, my, you my did a great Bob job. My buddy Bob here got everything together. Well, there's always somebody so, behind the scenes, yes. <laughs> Joe and others, that uh -huh. make it look we, good we and sound them. good. We need those Joes and Bobs in our life. All right. Oh, and what, what, one other thing. Come here. Come here. Oh, I heard. I, I heard thought I heard a baby. Oops. We we heard this is Cage. Wow, Cage. He's he served in Afghanistan and oh. uh, he is a he is wounded. He's a wounded war dog and he's adopted by me, and he he's a uh, he's a vet. So okay. I thought I liked you, but I'm a German Shepherd girl. <laughs> we got yep. one too. Yep. Amen hey, to that. Hey, before yep. I I owned a German Shepherd as well, mm -hmm. purebred from uh, Germany. Can you do me a favor? Can you have Cage yep. jump up on your lap again? I just wanted to see yeah, Cage. Cage, more. come on. Up, I can up, just barely see his ears. He is a Belgian Shepherd. He's a Belgian Malinois. Okay. And, but they they look a lot like German Shepherds. They're a little bit different. And uh, I have a girl too. She's over here too. She was also in Afghanistan. And oh. but he's the he's the extrovert right here. He's the extrovert. Love that. <laughs> I can tell. What a beautiful dog too. <laughs> Uh, Thank Max, you very much, guys. Hey, Max, have a great day. Thank you. Thanks. I appreciate you too. it. And, Thank uh, you, guys. Ha happy Hanukkah to you. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. All happy right. New Year. Yeah. All the best to you guys. That Thank sounds you. Good. Thank you so much. What a great time with Max today. He uh, was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Just wonderful. Yeah. Super, super, super smart. Um, there, there's no better way to end. Um, <laughs> with yeah, with that, that baby. Oh, <laughs> how could you not? Love? That's the one thing in this world that I notice can bring almost anybody together unless you're just a mean, heartless soul is a dog. Well, well said by Donna. Thank you for your service. Whether it was Kane yes. or Cage, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell either. I think it was Cage, but I'm not sure either. So, oh, but Kane or Cage. Uh, we appreciate it. Handsome. This is Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. Um, you know, the, the, the Israeli story uh, and what's happening, it, it is back in the headlines. It's back in the news. We were grateful that we were able to, uh, well, the story never left, but more so now today, too. Mm -hmm. We are able to, to get Max in today yeah. with some of the things that are going on right now because there are still American. First of all, there's hostages. Then there's American hostages. And we seem to forget. I always say, remember the scorecard. You have to remember what happened and where you are so you don't continue to make mistakes or go down a path because we all know time can make you forget some things. And not those who were hurt, but those people who were around. There's still nine American hostages yes. and people that we don't, including women, that we don't know their whereabouts. Correct. Americans were slaughtered there as well. Not, I mean, these are Americans on top of everything else that happened. And we still don't know their whereabouts. And we're still being put under the thumb mm -hmm. of terrorists. These are terrorists. And then you have 
anti-Semitism running around, and then it kind of mixes it all in. It tries to gray up the situation. Oh, well, Israel's been mean to us forever. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then you start to forget, and then it's easier to take over weak minds or minds that are uneducated or minds that are just lazy and just look at headlines and don't really see or talk to all sides of the story. I'm sorry, it's it's wrong and it's bad. And you know, there was a ceasefire. Mm-hmm until October 7th happened. It changed everything. It did. It changed everything. And that's why it sucks and it's sad for those innocents who are, who are killed. But if you live amongst the people that you support, or if you say you don't support when it comes to Hamas, and then they start taking you as shields, that's on you. That That is on you because I, they I, are here. I can't here. understand. And if there's anybody that wants to explain why that isn't true, then mm-hmm. please explain it to us. Yes. I would like somebody to come on and be able to explain as eloquently as Max did. I don't see it. Why we need to be concerned and what's the truth. And you're right. People don't see it. They're very uneducated. It just, it, it just astounds me when people start going on and on about how Hamas is is the actual victim here. They're just so uneducated, and there's so many people that believe that, and we know why. I mean, it's our education system. Donna says, "United we stand, divided we fall." Exactly. Um, yes, that was a great guess, having Max Fisher. We appreciate you guys jumping in and supporting the th- us. The thing that confuses me about it all is you guys were talking about how Hamas is turning themselves in and it's coming to an end. I could have swore I saw an article or a video or something over the weekend. My algorithm is a little different than your guys's, but it, it, it was it was Netanyahu calling out for other nations to start helping because they need they, they need support they need help correct yeah so I, how is this coming to an end if he's calling for other nations to jump in well he's vowing the end is near yes and that's, that's what, what he's, he's saying. just whether uh, who knows if it is or not but you always want help cool. gotcha. you can end things quicker and well, then, of course he wants more money I'm sure well, of course of course you've got to get I mean when you're fighting a group that is funded by multiple, multiple billionaires from Dubai. Think about that. Yeah. <laughs> and there's always something there. Um, the United States, by the way, did block efforts at the United Nations to pass a resolution calling for an immediate ceasefire in Israel this past week as well. So um, Israel is currently trying to hunt down the Hamas leader, um, he's believed to be hunkered down in the terrorist groups uh, tunnels beneath the city, beneath one of the cities there. So um, it, it's but in the midst of everything that's happening there, you have Harvard staff backing their president with anti-Semitic comments. You have, you know, George Washington University faculty backing Hamas right to resistance. Mm-hmm. I mean, so these things are it's it. it it absolutely shocks me that this is happening. And they're trying to turn these things around from what happened October 7th. Yes. You can't have a conversation about anything else ever mm-hmm. until you talk about October 7th first. And then you talk about the five times where Israel tried to have a multi-state situation that you turned down. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Please tell me how I or this show or the information is wrong. Five times, we have talked about this multiple times on this podcast, five times they refused to have multiple states. Five times they refused. They don't want it. But that's the message that can get lost. And then 
you have these university leaders and something's going on behind the scenes for these university leaders. I don't know if they're getting paid. I don't know if they're getting threatened. I don't know if they got to their positions because of backing these people, but something's going on for all of these professors to all of a sudden be like, oh, yeah, yeah, right to resistance. And mm-hmm. if they're afraid, because they're all worried about being canceled. Yes, they're all worried. And you're right. We don't know exactly how they got And it's that weak way. and it's cowardly. Yes. And I'm glad they're getting called out right now. And the pressure needs to stay on them. And thank God there's enough Jewish support and money coming in for Jews to say, you know what? Uh-uh, we're going to call you out too. We're not going to let you have anti-Semitic remarks. We're not going to just sit back. We're going to put your names on billboards. We're going to continue to bring as much notoriety to what you are allowing on this college campus. Correct. Well, and what's going on these college campuses, the great thing about it, I watched a lot of it this weekend and trying to catch up on it. If you really zero in on their faces, they are smug they really think they're smarter than you, Vic. They think they're smarter than people like us. They have been so indoctrinated in this, and they're part of doing the indoctrination, and it's part of a bigger plan, but they're sitting there, and when they were being asked, why do you support, do you support all of this violence? They can't say yes, they can't say no. They go back, but if you notice, what they say is the same exact pat answer that they are all programmed to say all of these big words that don't ever answer a question and that is what our academia is these days that's what it is well the harvard president claudine gay she's facing calls to resign because of her Mm anti-semitism which is clearly out there but she has over five and and once again there's no reason to send your kids to Harvard. It is not None. some great institution anymore. None. And you can say, oh, you're crazy, Vic, blah, blah, blah. No, it's not a great institution no, it's when not. it's not even upholding American values, when it is an institution that is promoting anti-Semitism. Correct. That is not some great – and and Harvard, by the way, is the same school – that hired Lori Lightfoot to that teach. Should, that should tell you a lot. And I know some grads right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, I go to Harvard. I went to Harvard. You know what? Take Harvard and stick it up your ass. When it <laughs> stick comes, it up your ass. When it comes to what they are standing for. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. They are nothing. Mm-hmm. They're nothing. No, they're so Black Lives Matter But driven. over 500 faculty members from Harvard supporting murder supporting rape, supporting the brutalization of women and children and men, signing a letter backing their president after the anti-Semitism hearing. Yeah, that's awful. And it it just shows they're so contradictory. Most of these women that are these presidents, they're so feminist. They're so far left-wing. Their left-wing is so far up people's butts, but they don't say anything about it's happening anyone. in the St. Louis area, too. There's yeah, a couple women in St. Louis city politics who back to Shar Jones. Um, it, it blows my mind as well. Blows my freaking mind. And it's in every city. Yeah, every And they're in the college cults. Uh, they're all over the colleges as well. Um, so anyway... Um, We'll get into that. This is cancel this cancel the show.com. It gets us riled up because of the bullshit that's out there and the stories that get put out there that shouldn't be out there. Um, we're grateful for the sponsors that we do have, our partners, uh, Aminis in the Chesterfield Valley. I mean, saunas and hot tubs, they're, they're amazing and it's all about the health. Click on 
canceltheshow.com. You go to our partners page. We have links to all of these advertisers, these sponsors. Uh, it blows my mind what saunas are doing right now in regards to health, in regards to heart, living longer, weight loss. It'll blow your mind. Experienced real estate partners. Kathy Helbig Strick, Steve Strick with uh, New American Funding powered by Score Mortgage. New Age Health Wellness as well. When it comes to getting um, your, your blood right, your body right, losing weight, feeling the best that you possibly can in every situation. Route 66 Cannabis, your fast lane to the Midwest premier cannabis shopping experiences. Five stores throughout the metropolitan area. However, you can go to any locations throughout hundreds of locations throughout the St. Louis, or excuse me, the Missouri area, and get your products from Ostara, Ostara, the Ostara brand line. Solar City STL, making renewable energy part of your life. Let them do the heavy lifting. They do the installs as well. They explain it to you. If you're using a lot of electricity, if you want to get off the grid, give them a call. Get a free quote. It's pretty simple. Can I save money? How is this possible? Oh, yeah. How can I afford this? Yes, the financing works out as well. Strategic Air Services in the Chesterfield Valley when it comes to premier private transportation or anything aviation. They're looking for workers. They're looking for pilots, people who want to be pilots as well. We quip a peer-to-peer rental marketplace where renters go to search for items that they need that their neighbors may not have. You literally rent items from people or you can put items on there yourself. We have all the links. It's very simple at canceltheshow.com under the can- under the uh, partners page. And of course, Wenty's Food Shack and Saloon, the original shack. They've got the best pizza, burgers, wings, smoked, smoked meats you're going to find throughout the St. Louis metropolitan area. I'm Vic Faust with Lizzie Sparks, Projo in the house as well. Um, we've got so many other topics to get into today. I mean, a lot, a lot of stuff to get into. Uh, it is interesting as I look at this really quick um, because I kind of felt this. Alex really wanted us to run this. Um, Chris Tucker Express says, Adam Driver did not blast wokeness. He literally read a joke about wokeness that was written for him by SNL writers who love to make fun of the anti-woke crowd. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. And do we have that soundbite, Joe? We'll play it. This was from Saturday Night Show. And then you guys can make it. I agree with Chris. I don't think he was really going overboard. He was reading a joke, but here's what he said. People to stop coming up to me on the street saying you killed Han Solo. I didn't kill Han Solo. Wokeness killed Han Solo. I love the line, regardless, from Saturday Night Live in regards to writing that in there. And we do know that Saturday Night Live goes after woke. They go after the whole woke agenda and trying to cancel people. So thank God Saturday Night Live is trying to do some of that. But that's confusing to me. Isn't SNL like really left? Mm-hmm. But not when it comes to the not when it comes to comedy, and not when it's they have had several uh, situations over the last year, Joe, where they make fun of Biden, where they make fun of. Well, I mean, they have no choice. Right, I mean, they have no choice. They have. But, yeah. they, but they, SNL but, has been insufferably but for woke a long until time, this year. Yeah, but for a long time, like Lizzie says, they were that way, Joe. Yeah, they can't. They, I mean, they can't deny the current president. Yes. I mean, they like they could make fun of Trump all they want, but uh, this one's gold. Correct. For comedy. Years, years ago, they were politically funny on both sides. And then for the better part of a decade, they were so woke, people just stopped watching it. And all they did was make fun of Trump, make fun of Trump, and they didn't make fun of all of the other good characters. Now, I think this year, they're trying to unwoke themselves. And, and I, I, I give credit to one person, Dave Chappelle. And not that everybody on the right's going to agree with Dave Chappelle, but the fact that SNL could look at a guy like Dave Chappelle who said, 
to cancel culture, screw you, F you. I don't want anything to do with you. Go after me. I dare you. And he succeeded. He beat the mob. He beat the minority mob. And because he was able to do that, I felt like Saturday night went, oh, okay, it's all right. We can do this. I stopped watching them when they left uh, Netflix yeah, anyway. So. I, don't watch it. I don't watch it either. Yeah, I don't watch it either. I, and I used to love it so much. And now I just can't even waste the time on it. Uh, Lena says, and we appreciate the interaction. That's what really helps make this podcast so great what it is. We are discussing DeSantis's nickname in class at the moment. And I love that. And what does Le that mean? The sanctimonious? Yes, I'm sure that's what they're talking about. <laughs> and probably what we were talking about before. And Lena, for any of you who don't know that, is the daughter of Paula, who's an avid listener and a great friend of mine. And she was at the party and Vic noticed how mature she oh, is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. And so we will be having her on on Christmas break to talk about all of the type of things she's talking about on the chat line about what's going on in our high schools today it'll blow your mind um it's also when it comes to politics those things are going on yeah it's easy to make fun of biden but when he puts all this crap out there did you see that uh he has now incorporated hillary clinton into trying to revive his campaign yes i saw that's that. how desperate this has yeah. become joe biden has asked hillary clinton to please help hillary oh. clinton are you against donald trump can this get any worse for no. Joe Biden? Well, if he hasn't sold his soul yet, this is an indicator that he just did. Oh, my exactly. God. Oh, my God. I mean, it is as bad as bad gets. Uh, on Friday, he made up another new word. <laughs> another new word. I mean, and the sad thing is, is that there are effing dumbasses laughing and clapping yeah. with him. They don't even understand. I'm sorry. This is how stupid mm -hmm. you liberal left people are if you're still backing this guy. Correct. That, I mean, uh, look at that <laughs> face. Look at that. <laughs> what a dumbass. For our <laughs> listeners on the podcast, we have a picture of Joe Biden before he's getting ready to talk. And I mean, just the first few frames of this video got me. Um, but the problem is, you'll hear him say what he said, mm -hmm. and then there's people clapping for him. Yeah. I. <sighs> That's why this country deserves everything it gets. Infrastructure week, but it failed. He failed. On my watch, instead of infrastructure week, America is having infrastructure decade. Decade. What? Huh? Over a billion, three hundred million, trillion, three hundred million dollars. <laughs> we what? Walk the walk. Look at they're cla they're clapping. He's got he's got one of those cheerleaders in the audience that are telling everybody to clap. These are the, oh, dumbest, these are the dumbest people alive. Frankly, he doesn't uh -huh. know what the hell he's talking about. Or they're not even listening. Here he goes again. Four years of infrastructure week, but it failed. He failed. On my watch, instead of infrastructure week, America's having infrastructure decade. Decade. That's like Neanderthal. <laughs> a billion, three hundred million, trillion, three hundred million dollars. And we walk the walk of bullshit. What? He likes to say America's a failing nation. What? Frankly, I have, he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Okay, I have to hear this one more time, Joe, and then I promise we can get up. He Four says a billion, three hundred trillion, three hundred million, trillion, three hundred million dollars. On my watch, instead of infrastructure week, America's having infrastructure decade. week. Decade. Over a billion, three hundred million, trillion, three hundred million dollars. A billion, three hundred million, trillion, three hundred million. 
What the hell? There's not a Democrat alive who could go vote for this guy and do it in good conscience and do it in a healthy form of mind. If you want to vote for this guy, nothing is right with you right now. Nothing. There is nothing right with your mental state if that's a guy you're going to vote for. Tell me I'm wrong and back it up. You can't. There's nothing you can say. Nothing. This is by... This quote, and this wasn't a misspoke. I mean, he was, uh, this is literally, here we go. A billion, 300 million, 300 million dollars. What? Over a billion, 300 million, trillion, And they know this is why he will not be running for president. Oh, he is such a, he, you know what? And maybe he really does have dementia and he doesn't even know what the hell he's saying. I am so in agreement with you, Vic. The people that are clapping I'm wor- that's, thank is, you. is way worse than yes, him. Yes, that's my point. He's not there. The lights are on. Well, they're really dim and nobody's home. That audience was paid. Of course they were. But it's, I mean, did you, you talk about losing your soul that you're paying to watch that decrepit, old, dementia-filled, light bulb out, whatever. I'm starting to sound like Christmas Vacation with Chevy Chase. (laughs) Damn, whoa, 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 whoa. Because there's no defending it. But the people in the audience, and I agree with you, Joe, they're probably getting paid. And if they're not, what the hell is wrong with you? That is the worst. Out of all the things Biden has done, this this one, it's... Ugh. Yeah. Democrats, tell us we're wrong because you know we're not. Something is wrong with you, seriously wrong with your head and or your heart if you're going to even consider trying to vote for this man. Yeah. Shame on you if you're even trying to promote him and say that he is better than any of these conservative. Just because you don't like the Cheeto guy. And and if he's better than RFK Jr., or anybody else. This is a massive, massive problem. Yeah, that had to be either canned laughter or Joe's right. There's some sign that says applaud here and they're just doing it because can people really be that dumb? Well, just like on SNL, you know, that's a perfect example. They have somebody that stands in the front of the audience that faces the audience and Mm -hmm. tells everybody, gives them hand signals and stuff on when to clap, when to applaud, all that. I never wanted to be one of those guys where, oh, he's so angry, right wing, blah, blah, blah. But Democrats, you don't have a candidate. Mm-mm. You can't vote for that. No. You can't vote for that. That's why nobody will text or call or do whatever because they know you're going to get embarrassed if you try to stand up. Correct. That's why Democrats are not standing up for him. That's why politicians who have been elected to office are not standing up for him because they know he is an effing moron. He is an abuse of anything political in this country right now. And then now they're trying to bring in Hillary Clinton? I mean, that is the, the dumb she, of the dumb and what, the desperate She's going to get women? Hell no, she's not going to get women. And if that's good enough, Hillary Clinton, Unfortunately, to get I think your she will. vote, how? But they do. Just I mean, because Joe's she's a right. woman and she, you know, that she'll support uh, abortion. You know, I mean, that's that's really a lot of women. That's all they saw during Trump's whole thing. Is is uh, or it's not even really Trump. It was just Republicans that voted 
to uh, uh, the abortion issue is one I always bring up here that I said the Democrats have. And I'm telling you that that is still a very strong stance on a lot of women. Well, uh, and Republicans need to stop it with the abortion issue. And the reason why they need to stop it with the abortion issue, it's already gone back to the states, which is exactly where it would be. If you want to go kill your baby, go to Illinois and knock yourself out. Those, I think that's an awful thing to do, but you can do that. It's gone pro, back to the states. So the, stop talking about it. The pro-Palestine, pro-Hamas people are all the ones who got really jaded over the abortion issue. You're exactly right. It's all part and parcel. It's that same person. It's that unenlightened, uninformed, unintelligent, extremely woke. Probably not all that smart. I just feel smart. bad. I, I just. I wouldn't feel- say. I wouldn't uh, saying unintelligent is pretty strong. I would say that these people are definitely very uh, only give a shit about what they care about okay, and not what other people care good, about. Good point. So good they're point. self. You're calling them selfish. Well, yeah, to a certain to extent, because I mean, I understand caring about the things that you care about, and, but I mean, there are definitely other things going on here. Yeah, yeah. There, it's, there's a whole exactly. psyche of a person Hillary, that can I'm do gonna that. I'm going to tell you, there's no way in hell Hillary Clinton moves the needle for Joe Biden. None. And if None. all and you're and if somebody's telling me that all it takes is Hillary Clinton to move the needle for women for Joe Biden, then shame on these women. And yeah. these are a bunch of very misguided, uneducated, goofy people that would then all of a sudden go vote for a man who can't even finish sentences. And not only. Are they uneducated? They don't have hearts because if mm-hmm. these women had hearts and really cared about them themselves, their families, and this country truly had hearts, they would understand that this man is hurting people. He's not helping people. That is very, very true. Very, Tell me very I'm true. wrong. Prove it to me that I'm wrong. You're not. You're not wrong in that Coming issue. Coming from a woman. I mean, you're not. As a woman who has talked to people on both sides of this, the women who are okay with Hillary Clinton is exactly what I said before, with a combination of what Joe said. They're right. They have to be selfish. It's me, 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 myself, and I. It's my body. It's my choice. They didn't give a frick when they were trying to put a jab in people's arms. They're just so into their own headspace of, I will say this, of uninformed, unintelligent. Well, they think that, you know, if somebody is going to take their rights that they might as well go with whoever they choose which i guess they you know, they think that hamas is going to be you know better or whatever i, I don't know or but their the, rights on the abortion issue they have not been stricken it's gone back to the states you can have and abortion the states you are can. where it should be exactly. absolutely you and can have you, an abortion and if you don't like what your state's doing get, Move. The, get the f out yeah and go to another state where you can go be selfish and do what you want to do in your life and we're not even going to talk about the moral standards or any of that no if you don't like it then go somewhere else guess what i know a lot of people leave in new york and california because they don't like the politics there despite it being a beautiful state in california Mm -hmm. and despite there being a lot to do in new york you know what if people know that those are liberal states and they're not changing so you know what conservatives have to leave if you don't like that in missouri get the f out yeah that's what it is right now get out go somewhere else and go make your life somewhere else or deal with what the states are it makes sense to me it doesn't hear la is that really nice this type yeah, of time yeah of go to la and go kill your baby if you want to <laughs> for just, crying out loud. the thing that frustrates me is the fact that you have people who are going to support a joe biden or even Ugh. consider supporting a joe biden when week after week we show you these comments we show you these l- loss that local news media is too cowardly to show you that national media is too coward to show you except fox and oan yeah 
Yeah, there's very few that will show any of that. And it's our so Because I do care about broadcasting mm-hmm. and media and doing things the right way and giving the full story. And I hate it that Americans don't get it. And most Americans are not demanding it because our lives are too good and too easy. Mm-hmm. For sure. We have it way too easy still. <laughs> don't rock the boat, Vic. Yeah. I was told that a couple times. Yeah, we're told a lot that we're rocking the boat. And actually, we're only speaking the truth. Even on the abortion issue, it is already at the states. Go to the state that you want. And that makes us a radical right person because we're controlling their body. Actually, no one's controlling your body. Go to where you need to go. Jeannie says, I have family in New Jersey. They are moving back to Missouri. They can't afford to live there anymore. It's really bad. Yeah, welcome to Blue politics welcome to blue economy yeah it's what happens robert says this is what they want conservatives to leave it's called the curly effect yeah it's definitely a curly effect that's for sure and we have to protect then our red curly effect states like in missouri and all the and oklahoma and some of these other states that are very red because these blue people are creaking creeping in and we've talked about that on our own county council you've got to vet your candidates I love the fact that the Biden administration <laughs> is trying to rely on a loser like Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that's Clinton. ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> She's not even a winner. Uh, I mean, they didn't. It's not like bringing out Barack Obama. Um, they're bringing out or or Bill Clinton. They're bringing out Hillary Clinton, who is the lowest of the low. Yeah, Bernie Sanders would be a better loser. choice than Hillary Clinton at this point. Well, you're right because we, I don't agree with anything Bernie Sanders says. But, but he had a he yeah, had way more support. Oh, he he's, did. He's a wild card. That's why they cut him off. Correct for Hillary because he's he's the left's Trump. Trump's the wild card for the right. Bernie Sanders is the wild card of the left. So they wanted to they they eliminated him. Who they bought, bought him a house and told him to be quiet and move on. And he did. And he <laughs> shut up with his little mansion. I, and I have no problem with them going after Hillary. Hey, good luck. Let us know how it goes. Yeah. Um, I, and I, I'm, I, I'm also pissed at when it comes to all the election stuff, too. The Wall Street Journal, and I don't know who's behind it, really trying to promote, really try, doing anything and everything they can to come up with every kind of poll. And, of course, we know what Fox News does. Um, fifth day, they, I guess interviewed 1500 likely voters and not only does donald trump beat joe biden but nikki haley allegedly beats him by like 13 points mm-hmm. but yeah. donald trump wins by seven points but yet she's 50 to 60 points behind him correct <laughs> including correct. in her own state and it's like stop it just stop it already mm-hmm. everybody it's like why is there such a push to try to keep Trump out? Again, you already know what's going to happen. Well, even some of the Republicans, they're all like what Mitt Romney and Kevin McCarthy and all of them, they're kind of trying to prop up Nikki Well, McCarthy's Haley. leaving. He's leaving at yeah. the end of the month. And by Good. the way, that, really, that puts, but here's the problem with that too. That really puts the Republicans in a bind because he's leaving, somebody else is retiring, and that's going to leave the conservatives with one advantage seat that's it mm-hmm. the democrats would never do that they would make sure that everything is lined up we got to keep as much of an advantage we can then you can retire but mccarthy's like screw y'all i'm out of here i'm he's done. taking his cookies and he's going and, home and he's really, all but and it really puts i mean it really puts republicans in a bad spot at the end of the year they're going to have one spot they'll have one spot open yeah, and then they got to go back through this mm-hmm. um 
it, it just it's not a good look. No, it's not. And then when it comes to this whole situation, uh, you know, even Ron DeSantis beats Joe Biden too in a Wall Street Journal. Oh, absolutely. Any one of our Republican candidates, if the election is fair and there's no cheating, any one of our candidates beats Joe Biden. Nikki, as much as I'm not a fan of hers, Ron DeSantis would, even Vivek would win, and of course Donald Trump would win. So, but I know, but it, it frustrates. I'm sorry, Lizzie. Yeah, no, that was it. So any one of our candidates in a viable election beats Biden. But the problem is, is will any of the rest of those candidates fight hard against the left? I I don't know. Here's what Robert said. Yeah, it was Johnson's retiring. Correct. McCarthy's quitting. Yes. And then, of course, Santos being expelled as he should. Leaves him with one. one Did you really think Santos should have been expelled? Yeah. You did? Why? Because it's a problem. I don't. I don't know. I. I How I, could he stay in that position? Well, Lizzie? that's true. That, could, no, that's true. No, but no, but no, but no, think no. about it. Would the Democrats have expelled him if he was a Democrat? Probably not. No. But the Republicans get all in their high and mighty, pompous and whatever, and get rid of him. And that's that could very well put li- all these liberals there. It, it could happen. And then we have s- situations. And I know it happens. All is fair in campaigning. Love and war. Love and politics. But Donald Trump had to come out after Casey DeSantis. Over yeah, the he did. Um, Casey DeSantis, she's ba- – listen, here, let me let you know the fact. Ron DeSantis is getting his ass kicked in yeah, Iowa. Yeah, he is. And Casey had this quote. It could have been taken in a way to, oh, come here and caucus with us and vote and – Allegedly, she didn't mean voting, but when she says this, she's asking for people outside of Iowa to come into the state and help them. Right. And she's saying now, she she retracted that. This was all brought out by CNN and all of that. And she's now retracting it and saying that's not what she said. She just wanted people from other states to come in and help them like run their voting procedures, not necessarily here's what to she, vote. But here's what she said, and she should have never said this, though. And why no, you're is she, right. Why is she speaking? Where's Ron? Is Ron? Ron's not, busy with his high heels doing a dance. Ron's not the, man enough to speak. No, no. Here, we'll we'll play the sound with Casey DeSantis when she was asking for help. Then Trump ripped her over the weekend, and then the Republican National Committee actually said what she said was wrong, and they wanted to make sure that people understood. And I like Casey. I do too. I do but like. I her. know she's desperate. I know the DeSantis campaign is very desperate, and it's a bad look for this once guy that looked. Like Teflon Don, yeah, is now great. getting his ass beat bad. He's by still Donald got that Trump. same facial expression going on too. <laughs> yeah, he What's always. It's always like he's got an onion up his nose. Yeah. By the way, before we get to that, this is important. Robert uh, disagrees with me because Santos was not found guilty of anything. Not American and a bad precedence. Voting again doesn't matter. I agree with Robert and, on this one, and that's your your side. I totally yeah, get it. I, I, I totally agree with Robert I can't on this. Argue it. Yeah, but I don't 100%. like him there. I, I don't. I don't say that I like him, but that was a bad move. Another bad says. move on Republicans. <laughs> For all right, uh, here's Casey DeSantis. Uh, we have a huge coalition across the United States of America of mothers and grandmoms. When the governor was reelected, uh, we had a coalition of 1.1 million mothers and grandmoms in the state of Florida. That was the largest that had ever been done in the, the history of our state and probably, I would argue, across yeah. the nation. We're asking all of these moms and grandmoms to come from wherever it might be, North Carolina, South Carolina, and to descend upon the state of Iowa to be a part of the caucus because you do not have to be a resident of Iowa to be able to participate 
participate in the caucus. So moms and grandmoms are going to be able to come and be a part and to let their voice be heard in support of Ron DeSantis. Uh, we have a huge so cold. Uh, we have a huge. He said, and then of course Donald Trump came out and said that she was trying to encourage her husband's supporters to come to the state to rig the Iowa caucuses. Um, yeah, it was confusing guidance. At it the was very confusing, least. and I. The best part of this was Ron's mm-hmm. face. Like one of the listeners, he was just puzzled. So I don't know if in his brain he was like, "Why the hell did she say that?" And he didn't know what to do with it, or was he really puzzled? I thought the whole thing was interesting. She was making a pitch to her volunteers. Correct. Correct. But why are all these volunteers coming to Iowa? They don't have enough volunteers in the state of Iowa themselves. Apparently not. And if you're in the state of Iowa, do you want other people coming to your state? to try to work on the campaigns within the state of Iowa? I don't know. To me, it looked like uh, he had had too much weed and it was way too bright in there. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I'm still mourning the fact of Ron DeSantis. And what I'm saying about that, he was such an is such a good governor of Florida. It's getting worse. And, and now he just kind of looks like a buffoon a lot of times. And I really wanted him in 2028. But all of this running now is not doing him any favors. It, it really isn't. And I would have really liked him in 2028. And I don't know. It's all kind of sad. It is sad right now what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, well... <laughs> Donna said he was having trouble listening maybe Joe to what they were telling him to say in his ear and there you know what she's probably does he does have a a a uh, a confused look and sometimes a weird look on his face desperation changes a person yes it does Paul and I've said that so many times it does don't get into a battle with Donald Trump it has not been ending well for other people it just hasn't yeah yeah. Uh, Desperation changes uh, the person. That's so true. I mean, he looks so desperate, and he could have been just so cohesive. And a lot of people disagree with me. I don't think he should have run. I know half the people said, why shouldn't he have run? You know, and I was like, because it wasn't his time, period. He was going to get annihilated by Trump. He should have just waited his turn. And a lot of people think, well, he should. He has a right to run. Well, of course he does, but he also has a right to lose, too, and that's what's going to happen here. He's not going to win, and that says a lot when Nikki Haley the warmonger lady is is beating him in the polls I mean he just is getting his ass kicked um another story that's happening uh better news um Alex Jones from Infowars he's back on x slash twitter um he was allowed back on by um that guy named Elon said that he deserves his first amendment right whether people like him or not and I could not agree anymore so he was allowed back on yesterday. He was averaging like 1,200 followers a minute for a while. I think last time I checked, he had between seventeen and 18,000 followers since he was allowed back on yesterday. If people don't remember, um, the radio show host, um, you know, conspiracy theorist, controversial mm-hmm. in some issues. Always talks about interdimensional child molesters. That's my favorite quote of Interdimensional. Interdimensional child molesters. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. They exist. Um, the sad thing is, is that there's been a lot of things that he quoted from 2012, predicted, said that have come true. I mean, really? Yeah, really, I think I, he's been a right I, al- yes, about a I, lot. I, mean, I always try to give people credit. I do, yeah. and I'll call them out. Just mm-hmm. same with me. 
Um, but the big problem, man, this is, and, and he was kicked off X and Twitter. Yeah, he was. And he lost a massive lawsuit, which he's trying to pay off mm-hmm. right now because he claimed that the 2012 Sandy Hook school shooting was a hoax and that it never happened. So parents sued him and he yeah. lost big time. That was in the last year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Meta canceled him. Twitter banned him from all the platforms. Those things happened. So he was able to go back on. So they allowed him to come back on. Yeah. Uh, Elon did. And, and I'm glad that they allowed him to come Me back too. on. Me but too. it was under, but guess what? He's also trying to raise money. It's under the precept of he's raising money to help people learn about gun safety. Yeah. Well, that's So good. that's part of his plea deal, I believe. Yeah. Or his way to get back on to mm-hmm. the platforms is, I'm raising money to help show right. you know, gun safety because of what happened with yeah. Sandy Hook. Well, and I'm glad that he's he's on there. He says most things, I think, are true. But he has said, and so has other conservative-type people, have also said very outlandish things that they couldn't back up, just like people would say Ashley Babbitt wasn't dead. And Ashley Babbitt was definitely dead. All you had to do is talk to you know, her mom or her husband or whatever. Now, what they could have said is these things are being done on purpose. They could have said that Ashley Babbitt was killed on purpose by the Capitol Police. They could say things like these shootings. I think they can go as far as say these shootings are almost planned. They take mentally ill people and it always seems like a shootings coming up to distract or to try to take our guns away. Now, that would have been a better way to hand it because Sandy Hook happened. Now, did it happen on person on purpose because the left pushed it? Probably. I think a lot of the the shootings were legitimate, like not just, you know, set up or whatever. But I I think that it's people who are victims of our indoctrinating school system that are coming back. And they're not they're not publicizing why these people are doing this, because I think a lot of them are just jaded people who are victims of the public school system. I agree. I'm grateful that Elon got Alex back on. Number one, because everybody deserves their first free speech. That's right. But there's something else that he posted this morning as well. He said, now that we have reinstated the InfoWars reporters, can we now stop the censorship of InfoWars audience members' accounts as well? Because you guys all know, if you've been canceled before by whatever platform, how that feels because you say something and you're like, what? So, yeah, I I do credit Alex Jones and his company for trying to do something from that standpoint as well when it comes to your First Amendment rights. Um, It's terrible that these things continue to happen. And, um, you know, I'm glad that he's got a voice again and he's super pop. I mean, super popular right now, super popular. And all you have to do is to see how many people have jumped in Mm -hmm. on his account. Uh, to try to promote all the things that he's been doing. And, Absolutely. And, and I've ripped Alex Jones for what he did with Sandy Hook, and I could not imagine being a parent that loses a child. Right. Um, and, and and he's paying a price. Yeah, he is. But I've also felt, price. too, that if you do something stupid in life, um, you know, as long as you're not killing somebody or taking a life from somebody or mm-hmm. taking a life from somebody else or a loved one, you know, it should be a you know, a life lesson. Yes. Not a life sentence. Correct. Because people love to try to cancel you Mm -hmm. because it makes them feel good because of the anger in their own hearts or because of depression and anxiety and things that have happened to them in their own lives. So it's easy for them to take out their anger, their frustration on others. Uh, But 
you know, I, I do believe that Alex learned a lesson from yeah. going through and saying what he said about the Sandy Hook yeah. school shootings. But that's the problem. That's the line you live on when you're in conspiracy mode. If you can't prove something and you're claiming something's going on, um, <laughs> you might be paying the piper at some point in yeah, time. Exactly. Uh, and then Renee says, I have heard read that most, if not all mass shooters are on antidepressants. I have heard that as well. I have too. And I think that's the biggest difference of people that were raised in the eighties might have had the same issues, but they could come to school with their hunting rifle in the back of their car and there was never any shootings. Now there is so many kids on some sort of medication and for every medication you want, especially antidepressants, it does something in your brain. Antidepressants can make you suicidal. This school shooting brought to you by Pfizer. Yeah, there you no go. kidding. And no by the way, doubt, when, Joe. when we're talking about being... Um, canceled or being marked on platforms uh we've got missouri's attorney general andrew bailey on with us thursday morning at nine o'clock look forward to that um because he was just posting two minutes ago that his case versus biden which exposed the censorship once mm -hmm. again mm -hmm. that led up to the 2020 election he said that um, they've obtained a court order now to ensure that it never happens again and won't happen in 2024. That's great. This is a huge, huge deal. Uh, and Andrew Bailey thanking Elon Musk on the front lines in the war regarding free speech. Beautiful. So we'll talk to Andrew Bailey, Missouri's Attorney General, uh, coming up on Thursday. And of course, he has uh, been vital in some lawsuits, not only that affect Missourians, but affect... Um, that could affect people nationally. Absolutely. We need more AGs like him in the United States. And your daughter still works for him, right? My or his office? Yes. My daughter is a prosecutor for Andrew Bailey. Does she ever see him? Uh, yes. And matter of fact, she had said that the people who have worked in the office prior to her said that they loved the change. They all liked Eric Schmidt, but he wasn't quite as hands-on. And that Andrew Bailey comes around a lot, talks to them all, says, what kind of help do you need? Oh, that's cool to hear. Yes. And so she thinks he is absolutely wonderful. And everything that we think that he's doing, he's doing it in more. That he came in there with just guns a-blazing, and he's doing a great job. And if you didn't remember, or for our audience throughout Missouri or throughout this country or throughout the world, his mentor, Josh Hawley. Senator yes. Josh Hawley's his mm -hmm. mentor mm -hmm. and was his law professor at the University of Missouri. Go yeah. figure. Um, and, and they're both bulldogs when it comes to... Correct. I, I'm just telling you, if Andrew Bailey was a senator, he would look exactly like Josh Hawley questioning yeah. people, except probably be more mean. Yeah, I would think he would be more mean. Yeah. The Hawley tries to be very intellectual and he'll uh -huh. destroy... It. Bailey would be intellectual and be like, and go okay, for your throat. get your mm -hmm. ass out. That's why my daughter likes him. It's like, if you commit the crime and you're the bad guy, he's going to get you. No, I, I, I totally see that mm -hmm. happening. No doubt about it. Um, another subject that came up, if you guys didn't see this over the weekend, thank God how times have changed. Don't get caught up, but most of our listeners and viewers understand this. Uh, guess what the CDC director came out over the weekend and said? People should start wearing masks again because there's an uptick in COVID cases. Of course. I was flipping through channels last night watching some NFL, and sure enough, the news break, the local channel. Uh -huh. um, COVID cases are on the rise. And I'm like, and, and my son laughed, thankfully. He's yes. raised correctly. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, on the rise. Hospitalizations or not. It's not... if, But I still... But people are so conditioned, once again, oh, I got COVID. Oh. <gasps> What does it mean? You got a cold? 
Mm-hmm. What? Or you got the flu. What, you, what? I mean, it'd be like a COVID. bad case so of the I flu. So I said, so what, what does it mean? Well, I got COVID. I'm like, so what does it mean? It doesn't mean anything more so than just getting sick. It doesn't. Right. Now, if, now if you took all of the cupcakes and you got yes. the backers, maybe that does mean something more for you. I don't know. Just eat a little chicken soup and you'll be fine. Yes, or what is your other uh, remedy? Didn't it have to do with organic lemons? Oh, yeah, organic lemon juice. And uh, organic lemon juice that's not pasteurized with a little bit of water and some honey, you'll be fine. And Brenda's saying apparently the CDC also recommended small gatherings at Christmas. It's like, here we go again. Here we go again. You know what that is? I could already see, because I was in these meetings forever, like local news meetings. Uh Yeah. Well, maybe we could go to store a story about do local do small gatherings and wear your mask again. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, our <laughs> gathering, I'm sure our Christmas Eve, we're going to have 75 people there, and no one's going to be wearing a mask. Megan says, um, "You know what that means? The vid equals mail-in ballots." Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. It's so happen. obvious. Why isn't it obvious to other people? In the state of Missouri, we've done a pretty good job of voter ID. Yeah. But with mail-in ballots, the, the, there's no way, there is no way to get around it. They change elections. Mm. They just, just do. It just doesn't work unless all states are on board. We can't have some states that take mail-in ballots and some that don't. It just doesn't work. This Okay. When I had my sinus infection beginning of last week, over a week ago, this is what's interesting. Somebody said, oh, you probably have COVID. I'm like, I don't have COVID. I get sinus infections two, three times a year. Anytime anybody's got a sniffle, that's the first thing that everybody oh, yeah. goes to. No, but they say it starts as a sinus. I'm like, come on, stop. Just stop with the bullshit already. Kimberly says my husband went to the doctor for a sinus infection. They wanted to test for COVID, but not the flu. Right. Of course. Mm-hmm. And I have friends that work for all the various hospitals. St. Luke isn't being big maskers right now. SSM isn't being big maskers. But I have a friend that works for BJC, and they're already pushing the masks. And they said there's no reason for this. It would be interesting if they do. I'm in BJC once a week. I was there the last couple of weeks, and I haven't seen mm-hmm. multiple people wearing masks. Good. I mean, there's some patients. You can tell they're patients, and they're wearing masks or or elderly people sure. with them. But I haven't seen a lot of that yet. Um, mm-hmm. That's good news. Hopefully that stays the same. I, I, do, I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, oh, interesting. Mary says, my sinus infections stopped years ago after D3. I'm currently taking D3. Hopefully mine will stop as well when I get those, if I stayed on it continually. Uh, Tara also says, St. Luke's in St. Louis is BJC. After January 1, they're switching to mandatory masking for all staff. Wow, that is crazy. Just, I, yeah. That is so crazy. And we were just... And Renee saying. reminds us that Oregon is 100% mail-in ballots. We went from purple to deep blue. Renee, we talked about this. I brought this up before when it came to um, when that happened in Oregon. I remember mm-hmm. doing a story about Oregon. And um, please like, subscribe, share our show, let people in Oregon what we're doing at one point in time we had a big listenership group in washington the state of washington yeah, yeah. which was surprising me i was mm-hmm. like oh washington there yeah. you go yeah um mary says who was that it was saint luke's yeah saint bjc luke's. you mean washington state or washington dc state of washington oh, okay i was gonna say if it was dc it doesn't surprise me it's probably all the three uh the three initial uh, uh right the alphabet K- soup people right. listening Kathy to says, us all staff at any hospitals that try to force employees to wear masks should walk out immediately i agree with Kathy. that would stop it 
that would right out of the bay because they don't want to have to deal with that crap again. Not right, right now at BJC. Everybody just stay right where you're at. <laughs> that, that's right. That's right. And that's exactly and another right. good point. If masks were so necessary, why January first and not immediately? Yes. Yes. Why not? Right. <laughs> well, now. we're just trying to do our our, our good cause. You know, I, I can already hear the explanations coming out from people. I mean, literally, because we, as we know in life, you can explain away and philosophize things away you can. You can. very easy and simply. And, and people have become very good at philosophizing, very good at debating, very good at trying to bring in every situation you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. 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 Just that, that is one of those. I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I don't get it. I but really don't. I, I, I still, I, I mean... Because of everything that happened, mm-hmm. because that the vax was proven to be uh, more of a good, problem than a help, than a problem, more of a problem than a help. Yes. that it didn't end up working. Yes, that in in many cases, there's actually evidence that show that it increased situations and shedding. I still don't believe there's any way in hell it'll be pushed back onto us in any mandatory form. I think they w- they will try. And I do think you will see some mandatory in blue areas and you'll see areas that are red pushing back even harder this time. So well, I mean, they're already doing it in the hospitals. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's just it's a matter of time. I, I believe it is coming back. I believe they're going to push it so hard on us right around the election time. They're going to push it and push it. But what I pray is people that good common sense people that just got scared the last time and fell into this. And I am not judging you. There was a lot of fear and a lot of unknown. But now we know that people around you. And I've said often where I where I worked at another radio program, every single person there got the jab and I got COVID. And it was because they all came back in and they all got it and they all and I believe they all got it because they were all jabbed. But I didn't get any worse than they did. And I wasn't jabbed. So don't do it. My advice is don't do it. You're going to get COVID one way or the other you are. anyway. You are. You are. <laughs> just, it's, just, it happened last time. Take, take your vitamins and, and stay mm. healthy and exercise and eat some chicken noodle soup, people. As a matter of fact, that was one thing uh, Pookie, the co-host of my show Audio Inc., he uh, said that he got the jab three times and COVID twice. So, oh, my God. Uh, Case wow. study right there. There right. you go. Almost everybody that I know that's been jabbed more than once either got it and got it multiple times or now has some health issues. So just just stop it. And or both. As Tara or says, both. always remember, it's not about the mask for them. It's about control. Correct. Correct. And Bendy also reminds us not doing flu shot either. Yeah, don't do the flu shot either. Did you ever get a flu shot? It Nick? said here, I know I did get a flu shot. This and I did not and I did not want to get it. Mm-hmm. This said uh, Bendy says not oh not she's not doing the flu shot either. Correct. Yes, I did not want to, and I yeah. did. I took it years and years ago when I owned my child care center and I thought I was being a good doobie. So we everybody but one of my teachers got it and I got the flu so bad that weekend and I made my home family sick and I've never gotten the flu since. So I learned very early on, don't do it. 
I've even went to the vet and they wanted to give my dog vaccines. Right. And, and I told them, How I said, what was this? This was just uh, maybe a month ago. Yeah. Oh my, what? Now, now hold on. Oh. And, and, and I, I told them, I said, I don't want any mRNA technology or no, 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 no mRNA vaccines at all. So they're like, okay, let's, let's reschedule because we're going to have to find out because they had to actually do research to find of out. Of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so they had to actually order the right vaccine because that's all they carry nowadays so everybody who's taking your pets make sure that you request no mrna vaccines correct and i think that's really good advice because they look at me like i'm so odd they'll be like don't you want flu don't you want bordetella don't you want this don't you and i'm like no i don't want all that for my dog (laughs) no no (laughs) why why would i want it also see and i don't know if they're if something's intentionally there to try to harm your dog I, it sounds like a money grab too i think it's a money grab and did you not notice during the the pandemic if you had a dog the vets were the most covid crazy were they afraid that we were going to give them covid we'd bring our dog in we'd have to sit in our cars and then they'd have to call and then you'd have to bring your dog and hand it as they're all masked up and you had to stay outside and your dog's all shaken because you're leaving them with strangers vets you, the number one person I think should be ashamed of themselves is veterinarians. You, most of them acted so liberal, so rude, made our babies be all afraid. And I switched my vet during that period of time. And I called even in bright red county I live in. And there was two vets that were not doing it. And oh so my you, God. two, two. And, and Margie says, I was flabbergasted when my vet said rabies vaccine. Yeah, there's all. And Mary says more dogs have cancers these days. That is absolutely else. right. And so say no to their shots too. Say no. All the vaccines are switching over to mRNA vaccines. Yes, which they are. It makes you wonder why, because like these things have not been tested thoroughly, like mm-hmm. the the previous vaccines. The previous vaccines actually worked to a certain extent. And these don't even seem to work at all. No, they don't work. It's another money grab. The dogs are getting sick. And that's, I just, I couldn't believe how the veterinarians acted during COVID. And we all know, as pet owners, Mm -hmm. there's no way in hell you're not going to do everything you possibly can. Correct. To save your baby's life. For your animal. Yes. So once again, as I always talk about, it's the... Yeah. The heartstring pull. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got it. And then here comes the push on everything else. Yes. Um, yes. Derek says, I do not, quote, vaccinate my dog anymore. I groom my dog myself. Well, and I don't groom my dog myself, but I've found people who will not require vaccines to groom your pet. There are some places, and I get one of those vans that come to my house, so my dog isn't even around one of the other dogs. Does, does flea and tick pills? I don't give them to my problem? dogs either. I used to. I used to, and then when I found out what was in those, I don't give them those either. Damn, we got enough to worry about. Yeah. Then you go, of course, you go after our damn pets. Yeah, they're going after our no, pets. No, that, 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 that pisses me off, and it should piss a lot of people off when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah. It just shouldn't be happening. No. Population control on all levels. Yes. No, I mean, Even it does. Even our dogs. And, and a lot mm. of the people, and I don't, and dog rescue people, they're split. So you can't just look at the dog rescue people and go, oh, they're just a bunch of liberals, so vaccinate your dogs and all that. The dog thing mm. is universal. I mean, we all... All like animals. It's just the vets I'm speaking about. Just the vets. Stop it. Stop yeah. it, vets. Well, I have to say, at least my vet, you know, they decided, you know, that they, they actually were honest and, you know, they, 
they didn't just say, oh, this is fine, because I don't even think they're required to let you know that it's mRNA technology. You know, the, no, they the, may yeah. not. I mean, I've never met an evil veterinarian. I just haven't. I mean, they're people, just very. But people who become veterinarians, they usually have a pretty good heart. I, I would agree with heart, that. I, I totally agree with which that. Which is why I think they were just being used. I think they were being used, too. Yeah, I think they were being used. I mean, when you literally have to take your dog and call and hand your dog through the door and don't let anybody talk to you and then they come out and even pay your bill. I mean, it was like, stop that. Troy says, I got the flu shot at work and I always got sick. Yep. Six years in retirement, no flu shots, never been sick. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. How about that? Poor Tara says, I just paid $2,500 for surgery and my cat for my cat mm-hmm. and she's still not rabies cupcaked. Next, she has had three rabies shots in her life, and I'm certain she'd have antibodies. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. If I'm she sure. Tried to do it, and if you want to get these shots for your dogs, then by all means, do it. But just do what Joe did and ask what's at, what's in the vaccines. You have a right to know what's in these vaccines. Ask for a list of the ingredients of the vaccine, and if you're still okay with it, yeah, that's then a great point. I'm glad you did that, Joe. Very, 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 very smart. Mm-hmm. And Derek also said a lot of veterinarians look like mad scientists. Think Doc Brown from Back to the Future movie. I, I don't disagree with you, Derek. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think you're right there. Um, yeah, probably. Uh, I, I get it. I, I totally get it from that standpoint. Hey, guys, uh, before we get out of here today, I saw this come up today. The, just things for life that make things a little bit easier. Um, here are 14 things that polite people that are generally polite people always say. Okay. Please. I like the word please. Gee, how... Yeah, I like please. How about thank you? You're welcome. See how simple these things yeah, are? Yeah, not hard. They make pretty like, simple, pretty average. Yeah, yeah. please um, and thank you. You excuse, learned that in preschool. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you're talking to somebody or not using their name. Yeah, I like that too. Um, when you see somebody, I'm happy to see you. Yeah. That's a nice way to make somebody feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you're if you're... If you're not happy to see him, I don't know if I would suggest Well, you shouldn't lying. have to say that. Yeah, don't lie about lying. it. Just say, hi, how are you? But if you're happy to see him, tell him you are. Um, that's so kind of you. Yeah. I you know, accepting you. a compliment can be challenging for people, especially Joe. He does not like compliments. That's for sure. I've tried to give him compliments before, and he doesn't like those. They just make me uncomfortable. I, I don't know. I think compliments make most people feel uncomfortable. I do. Most. Yeah, because most people don't think they're genuine. Except Eric. Eric likes compliments. Yeah, Eric I don't know that it's not. It's necessarily not believing whether it's genuine or not. It's just. It, it, it just. I don't know. It's an it's awkward. It's humble. an awkward moment. It is because most you know you want to try to be humble. Right. Offering condolences to somebody. Now that that's hard. I think I know how so. Well, my husband, who's never really lost anybody close to him, that now that his dad has died, when he calls and has to explain, you know, that his father died and change a name on a bill or somebody comes up and says, I'm sorry, your dad died. And they have he would rather they didn't do it because they look like, you know, like they they suck their breath in. And he just says he'd rather that's just him. He would just rather people don't even acknowledge it. Huh? Um. Can you share your thoughts on that? That's good. You know, if somebody says that, can you share your thoughts? Uh, is there anything I can do to help? I like that too. If, if somebody means that. If you're talking with somebody and it doesn't work out, or if you're in disagreement, um, perhaps. Perhaps 
perhaps it's used as a polite reply to somebody when you don't completely agree with them. Yeah. Or what they've said. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe. However. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've done that. Maybe. <laughs> I, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, also, we're told that it is essential to always respond to an invitation. Yes or yes. no. Yes. I can or I can't attend your event. Yeah. Just let them know one way or the other. I've always been told that if you tell somebody maybe, that pretty much means no, no because yeah. that if, if you say yes, that means you're coming. But if you say maybe, you're not coming. Take that as a no. Right. Yeah. Uh, and there's no place where you hate hearing that more so than when you're selling advertising. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, just maybe, say yes yeah, or no. Maybe. It just say yes or no. Please. Mm-hmm. It helps. Um, another situation. I've noticed how good you are at that. Finding ways to actively incorporate others into the fold. Mm-hmm. There you go. 14 ways to help you in life yes. when it comes to being polite or how you can recognize people that are polite or truly care. And if you're ever giving criticism, always find something good to say first and then the criticism. You and know then, what? I don't like that. Si- I, I, and sandwich it. Well, it's I setting them up for the, you know, I, to, yeah, it's easing the blow. See it, you're like, okay, what's next? Right. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... <laughs> I, I do believe in the sandwich effect. If you have to, you know, give a yeah. critical thing, say something that they're doing good, then in the middle, the meat of the sandwich, get to what you want them to approve, and then in the yeah, end of the other Yeah, I guess there's sandwich, a way to do it. I just don't is. want it to be set up. Well, that there's no easy way to criticize someone, though. Yeah, I mean, it's better to criticize somebody with a little bit of positive feedback than to just go straight, you know, yeah, you're screwing up, bud. Scorched earth. Yeah, you go straight <laughs> for the criticism, the person is turning off. That, that's just human right, nature. They're right. turning off right away. So. Oh, my God. Some of the... <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I got to get this because it was a serious thing. First, what Derek says, check out the merch store. By the way, automatic discount and celebration of our one-year anniversary. Currently working on orders. And also coming from listener uh, Turner, my wife worked at BJC and knows four people who now have cancer after getting the cupcake. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, you know, I mean, somebody could say there were other issues. Somebody could say it was directly linked to being cupcaked. However, I'm sure that's pretty common these days. We all know somebody who's had some complications, who's had the jab. Of course, yeah. and we've talked about that. Uh, Donna reminds everybody that a smile, like, you know, a genuine smile in passing can go a long way as well. Yes. And Renee saying, criticize in private praise in public i am a huge advocate of that if you want to praise someone tell everyone but if you have to say something negative or something they're doing wrong don't do it in front of everyone else i agree great 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 point no doubt about that um we appreciate everybody jumping in and joining us today for monday great show fastest two hours in podcasting um if there's something that's better let us know we'll try to be like them but we think we got it going on pretty damn well here patriots um we're going to do our cancel this patriots sheet as well thank you joe for getting that in there um Sorry. gary grouslob kim major michelle barnett lena ford um danielle akins or akins hasty john defreeze angie bryant darren die melody slusher slusher and megan marie that's uh today's cancel this patriots of course that list is always changing and getting your names out there we're appreciative for that. Paul says, great show, informative as always. Thank you again for liking, subscribing, all of our platforms, and really trying to share to get the word out there. 
Um, not only from a live audience, but people who listen to the tape stuff as well. You can send our shows. You can do all of that very easily. And we're grateful for the time that you guys give to us as well. And thanks for jumping in and helping us as well. Um, that's the teacher way, Lizzie Sparks, coming from Brenda. That is right. Who was a teacher? She used to be my next door neighbor. Yeah. We were both teachers side by side. I love that, especially with younger people. Yes. I think it's very important with younger <laughs> people, for sure. And as a teacher or anybody that's training someone, always keep that in mind. Uh, and David reminds us, no flu shots, no cupcake, no shingles, not going to happen. Nope. End of story. Have a great day, everybody. Uh, we will see you back for Cancel the Show tomorrow. So for the Pro Joe and for Lizzie Sparks, I'm Vic Faust. Have a great Monday. Make the most of it on this December 11th. We'll see you next time.